Hi freelancers, welcome back to Clients and Coins, the podcast where we talk about tips and strategies for freelancers, where we help each other to stand out and be on top in our niche and our industries. First of all, I want to say thank you to everyone who listened to episode one, all the feedback, all the great oh my god the great feedback to be honest thank you guys for listening thank you for all the support and please do remember to continue sending in your requests whether by email or contacting me directly with what you want to hear next so today for episode two we're going to be talking about building a winning freelance portfolio and we're basically going to be talking about tips on creating an attractive portfolio that stands out to your potential clients so i'm going to share 10 tips and i just want you guys to take in this information and then apply it back to your business and your niche and make magic out of it basically so the first tip we're going to talk about today is knowing your audience so for this tip we are asking ourselves like who are we trying to reach with our portfolios what are their needs and pain points what kind of work are they looking for once you can understand your audience then you can tailor your portfolio to their specific interests and that goes all the way back into niching down as long as you know your niche what they like what they don't like their pain points where they usually frequent that kind of stuff you can easily tailor your portfolio and so many different aspects of your business to be honest and your freelancing journey towards your niche that it would magnify you you would just automatically be attracting these people so an actual example of that in like a, a real freelancer role or job so to speak would be like say you're a freelancer writer and you specialize in writing blogs for tech companies your portfolio should focus on your best blog posts on tech topics so if you know that you're a writer yes but your niche is tech you should be reaching out to tech companies you should be willing and wanting to work with tech companies so you need to advertise or showcase what they're looking for what they're interested in what they would like posted or like to see on their websites or their um, various social media platforms that kind of stuff so you want to write blog posts on like weddings or stuff that is totally has nothing to do with what they are talking about basically so you would want to include only tech stuff so that everything will match back and line up and make sense too to the client when they're referring your portfolio you may also want to include a case study or tool that demonstrate your ability to write blog posts that drive traffic and generate leads. Case studies are amazing. They may take some time to build and what's not, but they are amazing. Do take the time to build out some, some case studies. I mean, I myself continuously keep learning the importance of case studies. I mean, my social media guru who's on my team now she actually she actually like brought to my attention even more recently the importance of case studies i myself am currently working on some case studies for my own brand so i would recommend 
taking those into consideration and putting some serious thought into it and building out your case studies as time goes by. So the second tip would be to highlight your best work. Your portfolio should be a showcase of your best work. Don't include everything you've ever done, especially if it's not relevant to the types of clients you want to attract, but instead focus on your most impressive and relevant topics. So an example of that would be, say you're a designer, you can include your most visually appealing and creative work. If you're a writer, you can include your best written and most informative articles. So just to be blunt, everything we do is not going to ever to be to the best of our abilities because each day is never the same and we are never our best selves each and every day. Life happens and emotions happen, thoughts happen, all kinds of things happen that change the way we operate and carry ourselves each day. Each day is never ever going to be the same, unfortunately. However, that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be days that are extremely well where we exceed other people's and our expectations take note of those times take note of those times where you do exceptionally great work and be sure to document it and reference it within your portfolio and showcase the best you and obviously as you keep applying your skill or you keep doing whatever service it is you're offering you're going to get better and if you keep adding better references or better um, examples of work that you did on top of the already good ones that you have your portfolio is just going to be screaming amazingness so just continue to keep documenting those keeping those in mind and regularly updating your portfolio with your best work the third tip that i would recommend would be to provide context for each project so although we are saying we're talking about highlighting your best work don't just show your work tell a story people love stories (laughs) to be honest people love stories especially caribbean people so say for example say for each project sorry in your portfolio you could include a brief description that explains the project's goals your roles and the skills you utilize and this will actually help potential clients understand the value of your work and how you can help them achieve their goals. Also, it's gonna share a little bit about you by telling a story, because only you could tell a story however you want to tell it. All of us could sit in a group and tell a story about Pocahontas without reading the actual story Pocahontas. And we're gonna talk based off of our memories and mainly what we liked about these stories, what we tend to mention most or talk about most, and then the things that we least like about the story we'll talk about at the end. But if you if you had to have a chance to sit with someone and talk, all of you talk about the same topic, nobody's going to talk about the same way. Nobody's going to bring it over the same way. It's going to be different from each person's mouth. And that is an advantage that all of us have on each other. Because there's only one you. There is only one you. So you doing that and telling a story and putting yourself in it will definitely help in providing context of each project. And it will make your portfolio more humane, more like you, more personable. And actually give more reason to work with you. The fourth tip that we have for today is to 
use strong visuals and visuals will be pertaining to images um i know some people aren't big on images or like doing graphics and stuff but canva is a very very easy tool to use that you could try if you're not that good on images or if you lack confidence in images i'm not really an imagery person myself and i did a lot of images on canva they didn't look too bad to me <laughs> so you could try canva keep knocking at it there's so there's some tutorials on youtube too that you could try to help improve your visuals and what's not or if you can afford it you can hire a graphic designer and let them do the visuals for your portfolio but visuals are a great way to capture attention and showcase your work in a compelling way if you have high quality images or videos for your work be sure to include them in your portfolio you can also use visuals to create a visually appealing and cohesive design for your portfolio website. Now, not all persons are going to have their portfolio on a website that they are actively hosting on their own. Some person's portfolio may be on um, another site like that isn't necessarily your own. Like, for example, Behance, if you're a creator or upward or flavor or whatever platform it is you deserve to use but you decide to use but regardless wherever you have your your portfolio hosted or living just try to make sure you include some strong visuals that will catch the eye and make me want to stop a scroll basically that are captivating and it should give me a slight if not 100% it should tell me like what you're about or what this particular project that you're talking about is about before me actually getting into details it all should match and like blend back together and complement each other i hope i'm i hope i'm making sense here you guys can let me know in the comments though like if there's ever something that i'm speaking on that you still feel a bit confused send me a message i'll be glad i'll be glad to like talk with you one-on-one -on -one and further get into it or dig into whatever it is that you don't necessarily understand or need help with the fifth tip that i have for today would be to write clear and concise copy the copy on your portfolio website should be clear concise and easy to read you should avoid using jargon or technical terms that your target audience may not understand Focus on highlighting your skills, experience, and the value you can offer potential clients. I also believe within your copy, you should add a call to action. Because most of the time when people are reading stuff, they're looking for something to do. They're looking for instruction from you. So if you could add in a call to action, they send me a message today for more details that's a very simple call to action but you'll be surprised how many persons that are actually interested in you would send you a message even if they don't know what they want to say the message may only have in hurry <laughs> but at least you got a message that you wouldn't have had if you didn't have that one sentence within your copy so you could think of any type of call to actions you want to add depending on the results that you want to achieve or drive um yeah but i would recommend including a call to action at the end of your copy or your portfolio 
just to encourage engagement and persons reaching out. The sixth tip that I have would be to optimize your portfolio for SEO. And this is very important. I know I love to talk about keywords. My clients would notice how I love to talk about keywords. But profile optimization is so important for everything on the web these days, to be honest. If you want your portfolio to be found by potential clients, you need to optimize it for search engines, point blank. And this means using relevant keywords throughout your portfolio website, including any title tags, metal descriptions, and header tags. Now, if you don't have a site that you are 100% hosting, you will have to bother about that. But if you have, say you have a WordPress website or a Squarespace website, or uh, I think you can do it in Shopify, I could be wrong. But there's, there's some sites that, that you wouldn't necessarily have to pay for the hosting. Like say for a, web, a WordPress website, you have to buy hosting like from Bluehost or whoever else you buy hosting from. And then you will create the actual site. The site would live on WordPress. But if you use like a Shopify site or you use a Squarespace site, hosting and everything is included within your subscription. So you would just create your site and Squarespace or Shopify would take care of your hosting and everything for you. But they do, but I'm not sure on Shopify, I couldn't be wrong. But for sure, Squarespace, they allow you to edit like title and meta and header ties and all that kind of stuff. And for sure, WordPress. But I am not too sure on Shopify. So unless like you have your portfolio hosting on a platform or something like that, or you have a whole website where you actually have your projects listed as items, like kind of like a brick and mortar store, but you have your, your portfolio listed as items or what's not, and persons could purchase like that from your site or whatever. You wouldn't have to worry about that. Um, like so if you're using Upwork or something, it's no need to worry about that. But if you have your own website, those are things that you should consider. You can also create blog posts and articles that link to your portfolio website. This will help to improve your website's ranking in search engine results and pages. So, uh, yep, blogging is another way that you could expand your reach. It's also another way that you can monetize, to be honest. And, well, that's a whole other topic. But if you guys are interested in that, you could let me know. Um... But yes, basically, we need to optimize everything that we're doing for SEO. Our uh, This goes beyond our portfolios. This could be social media as well. It's simple things, even our WhatsApps. We need to optimize for SEO because it's certain little words that persons search by. And you'll be surprised if you're missing just one highly searched word or term that you don't show up for something that you really should have been showing up for and you're not showing up because you're missing a relevant keyword to your niche or industry. The seventh tip is to make it easy for visitors to contact you. Your portfolio website should make it very easy for potential clients to get in touch with you. You should include a contact form on your website if you have a website where visitors can send you a message directly. You may also want to include your email address and phone number in your portfolio's website footer. 
Now, if you don't have your own website, be sure to, to have a call to action within your bio or wherever you have the most word count to flex with. Be sure to enter a call to action and that call to action could be somewhere along the lines of contacting me if you have any more questions. I'm here. I'm one click away. I'm one message away if you need to talk further. Anything along that line, but the, the call to action should be very easy to understand that I'm saying to you, reach out to me. I want to talk to you. Contact me for more details. Because if you don't have a website where you would have more options to place stuff to initiate contacts, and you're actually using like a profile, like say LinkedIn or Upwork or Fiverr or um, We Work Remotely or Handshake. Or, you're like using one of those platforms, so to speak. You need to add a call to action in your bio or somewhere where they allow you to add some text that makes sense to let persons know, like reach out to me. And although, yes, you may be saying that's something that they should know because they, if they want to work with you, well, that's the next step. Honestly, people reading somebody telling them to do something or seeing it pushes them or gives them more of the initiative to actually do it than they're just resting solely on their mind or consciousness. Just a small tip on that. Call to actions are very, very important. The if tip is you can always get some feedback from others. Once you draft your portfolio, you can ask your friends, you can ask your family, you can even ask colleagues for fee- for feedback. Especially if you have some other freelancer friends, you can even ask me for feedback. Even if you're not you're not my client, you can send me an email and just be like, Tricia, hey Tricia, I just want you to review my portfolio. You please let me know your thoughts, like anything along. I have no problem reviewing anybody's portfolios because, as I said. Well, not as I said. As I always say, <laughs> I have been there. I have been in a state where I felt like I was all alone and I would have really loved some guidance. And that's really my mission with my business right now is to really help freelancers thrive better through paid or unpaid services. Um, so your friends and families and colleagues will be able to help you identify any areas that may need improvement. You may also want to hire or consider hiring a professional portfolio reviewer to give you feedback. And I wouldn't say that is a must, 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 but it's just a suggestion because I didn't do it. And I would like to say did very well in my career thus far. But if you can afford it and you're open to doing it, nothing hurts in getting a professional feedback on something that you're doing. But yeah otherwise feedback is great because when persons when other persons aside from you a different set of eyes overlook something else more than often they end up spotting something that you didn't see or like they end up reiterating something to you that it didn't come off that way to you the way how it came off to this person and then that may initiate for you now to really try to reword what you have or change it up or whatever the case may be so feedback is always great even if you don't agree with it sometimes critical feedback is important but i would strongly advise i would but really strongly advise to get some feedback on your portfolio before you actually go live with it the knife tip is to keep your portfolio updated 
Your portfolio should be a living document. Be sure to update it regularly with new projects and work samples. This will show potential clients that you are active and engaged in your field. And that's what you want. You don't want to be stagnant. You don't want to be like, you're just there and, you know, you ain't taking it seriously or whatever. Even if it's a case where you're not getting jobs, so to speak, you can still update your portfolio regularly, whether it be like switching out words. And to be honest, the way how the industries change each day, there's always something that you could tweak. It may not be that. You have to change your portfolio every day, but at least do a chat each quarter, each three months to see what's going on. If there's something that you need to change to be in tune or be up to date with what's currently going on in your industry. So even if you're not like actually getting any jobs right now or like you're still job hunting or whatever, there's still a possibility or there's still a chance that you you will need to update your portfolio, although it's not going to be on new projects. And it could possibly be to improving the copy of the projects that you have on your portfolio. It could be improving the graphics that you have. It's so many different things because as you use stuff and even on social media, as you use stuff or as you do stuff or even as you work with clients and you receive feedback and the feedback may not actually be from a person, it may be analytics. So say you post a post and it's not doing well, that's feedback there. Nobody didn't tell you that it's not doing well, but the analytics show you that it didn't do well. So like simple things like that you could keep into, into consideration and use those, use those, um... Use those motives to keep your profile updated and to continuously review it. And the the 10th and final tip that I have for you guys is to be yourself. And I know that may seem so obvious, but as I said earlier on in this episode, there's only one you and nobody can do nothing else than you. You were created solely to be who you are and be the best at you. Because you can naturally be the best you. Your portfolio is a chance for potential clients to get to know you and your work. So let your personality shine through in your writing and your visuals. Be authentic and genuine and potential clients will more likely to contact with, to connect with you and want to work with you. So say like, I like to say I'm a very, I can be shy at times, but I, I can be loud at times too, but I am quite honestly most of the time on the bubbly side, like very vibrant. I like, I'm a very excited person. Like if I see something that I want to do and I want to do it, I get so full on excited about it and like so much energy comes on. I like to communicate a lot with exclamation points. <laughs> I love to use emojis and like those simple things about me and my personality I can easily convey in my copy and my graphics through what I just mentioned. So like based on you and who you are, what type of person you are, you can decide how you can convey your personality into your portfolio. It doesn't have to be the way that I mentioned because remember all of us are different and unique and there's only one of each of us. So you need to really sit and decide how you could get you into your 
portfolio, so to speak. And even if you are a shy or a humble person or a timid person, that doesn't mean you can't create an attractive portfolio. You can still create an attractive portfolio and be a humble person. You want to use like loud or world words, so to speak. And because it's loud or world doesn't mean that it has to be disrespectful or inappropriate. Because there are some people that are multi-billionaires that are just loud and world and not in a bad way but like they have over the top or edgy personalities and they're still excelling being who they are so don't feel like who you are or what you stand for would deter or like lessen your chance of being hired by high ticket or high paying clients if who you are as a person and your personality doesn't mesh with a potential client you're about to work with it's just not a fit. They aren't for you. And fair say, you aren't for everyone. I'm not for everyone. Everyone isn't suited to work with you. That's why we niche down. That's why we have a target audience. And although we have those things, there's still a case somebody that fits our client avatar with perfection. May not still be our ideal client for whatever reason, whether it be mindset, whether it be personality, whether it be investment opportunities as in they they don't see it worthwhile investing how much ever money you're seeing your program or your service is worth so like you i i like to look at no's or naysayers as persons who aren't necessarily ready to advance or scale to that level so say even for example this is totally off topic but just came to mind like say for example i have a call with a client like a discovery call or something and at the end of the call they say well you know tricia i don't think this is for me or i don't think that you get what i'm saying or whatever at the end of the call i still celebrate that call because what i say to myself i i i have like levels of success um, you can let me know if you're interested in that and if, <laughs> I would actually do an episode on that but I have like levels of success so I have three levels where I'm going to calls with so if at the end of each call I would rate each call on a level of success and we got even like the person not becoming a paid client or even if they say that they don't feel like I'm a right fit I have that intertwined into a level of success so if I get that outcome from a call my level of success for that person would be sharing my free content with them, continue nurturing them, that kind of stuff. And of course, I get their permission as to if they would still want that. And I have not received any no's thus far to person saying no to free content. So that only tells me that there is something further in there. Another reason that they aren't comfortable sharing or they aren't ready to share with me as yet as the why is the no. So like throughout the nurturing of your client and what's not. And this could even be like simple follow-ups if you don't have like a process like that, like where you deal with calls or whatever the case may be. Like simple general follow-ups or checking in or even like commenting on their posts or what's not on social media. Simple things like that could help nurture clients as well. But in all, I went on that rant to say, you should be yourself, be you. There's only one you and you will be thankful in the long run that you were no one else but yourself. 
so there you have it those are 10 tips on how to create an attractive portfolio that stands out to clients now i hope that you found these these 10 steps excuse me i hope that you found these 10 tips informative and that you feel that you can do something with these you can take these and run with these and apply these into your freelancing journey and improve your portfolio one step at a time do let me know if you have any questions on any of the 10 tips if you have any feedback if you have any recommendations i love receiving the messages from you all keep continue sending those i really appreciate it and thank you for the support thank you for the support do have an amazing morning evening afternoon wherever you are in the world and don't forget you can contact me via my website www.theremotecatalyst.com we have a contact us section where you can plug in all your information and send me a message or you can reach me on any of my socials at the remote catalyst and we would get back to you asap on your question don't forget too to let me know if you have any recommended topics that you would love to hear on next and i would rip up that episode for you and get that information to you as soon as possible thank you and thank you for being a part of the family i love you guys and we will talk next week bye